0: And welcome to episode one hundred and two of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt, and joining me, as always, is my brother Mike. Howdy, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good, good. We are back again after what was it? The little sequel we saw uh, last week. The first purge. We did a little.
1: We did a little purging. Hmm.
0: That's pretty, pretty interesting. One. Like, I'm really curious sort of what everyone else's take on that because I haven't really seen many conversations about it, which is probably not a good sign. Um, Yeah, I mean, we spoke about the box office, and mm. yeah, the lack
1: of conversation as well. It seems like the purge is kind of fizzling out.
0: Yeah, for the first time, definitely, because I remember seeing a lot of hype for election year. Yeah, like I'm not seeing anything for this one. But no,
1: I've not seen anything
0: tv show around the corner as well we will see we will see um but this week we've got a netflix over purge yeah um so yeah this week we've got a netflix film which is always uh, fun a lot easier than the cinema releases um so this was one that came out what well, quite a, was it sort of end of june end of
1: june yeah yeah
0: and we had it on our upcoming list and then obviously with episode 100 and all that it got delayed but it was definitely one that was on our back burner ready to see um so this week we are going to be talking about caliber um hopefully some of you guys have checked this one out because i imagine not many people have obviously with the whole netflix model if you're not kind of one of the big boys you pretty much just get put on there and then lost forever this,
1: this one this one was insane like mm. it disappeared from my watch list like three times i don't know whether <laughs> it kept getting re-released so like every time i went to go to watch this goddamn movie i had to like i then like i can never be offered to go to the search on netflix so i went on mm. to like new and yeah. then i like went netflix originals and i was like oh christ i'm going have to search for this the movie and then eventually got it from the search
0: yeah it was but yeah for one. a minute
1: i thought it got pulled or something because it came out of my watch list
0: yeah it is like i don't know man like obviously we 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 are massive supporters of netflix and love netflix but i think the navigation in general has always been pretty terrible yeah um for such an awesome big service with so much great content it'd be so much better for like able to actually create it the way you want to um because you do just see a lot of stuff that you will never ever ever watch even though they have like the whole recommended and stuff like there are certain Oh the things... recommended stuff's ridiculous yeah but there, <laughs> there's always certain things that they'll just force down your throat regardless of whether you, or not you're ever going to watch it um but yeah yeah so... i'm like i
1: don't want to watch 13 reasons netflix just leave me alone <laughs> all right check no, out. i don't want to watch it mate like just um... leave me
0: alone is, is decent um so yeah before we get to caliber there is a couple of little news stories here um this first one i literally just read um on bloody disgusting and this is pretty cool um basically shudder are going to be bringing back creep show um oh, she. not as a, as a film but as an anthology series Hell uh, so a TV show. <laughs> that's exactly what i thought um Again, I can't, like, I've literally lost count of the amount of times we've talked about, like, horror anthology in the news. Um, whether it's Tales Just give from the me Crit. some. We
1: don't, we don't get yeah. to,
0: because there was that failed Tales
1: from, mm. Tales from The Crypt reboot that I was super jazzed for and then just oh. never seemed to get any legs.
0: I was so excited for that. And then, yeah, it kind of got put on hold. Um, So, yeah, this has been reported today that obviously Shudder are picking this one up. And this is perfect for them. Like, they need Mm. a flagship show. Oh, yeah, definitely. um, And this would be perfect. I mean, in the goddamn 90s,
1: Freddy Krueger had his own anthology (laughs) TV show, man. Like, we don't get any now
0: yeah um like obviously tales from the crypt is my favorite but yeah at this point it's like i don't care what the branding is just give us one um because they're so cool and like if anyone obviously there is a lot out there so if people have watched like a recent horror anthology that is just some random thing that you've you know you just if you found on netflix or you found on Shudder or somewhere else and, and no one's talking about it and you really enjoyed it definitely let us know um because i'm always down for watching horror, horror anthology shows um always just tweet us at shb pod if you have any sort of like horror anthology tv recommendations because that be great um but yeah so this all films man yeah definitely um so yeah this one's scheduled like, we for haven't, we haven't seen an anthology for a while have we no what was the oh, god i can't even remember no i
1: don't I, don't I feel know. like fright is
0: usually good for a cheeky anthology so yeah one of the ones we're gonna see there will be um but yeah, so twenty nineteen for this one, obviously it's, it's a long way away, but yeah, this is pretty cool, like regardless you know, hopefully it does happen. <laughs> um mm. unlike a lot of these sort of ones that get teased. Uh, you just you just gotta check out Freddy's nightmares, bro. Yeah, I think I will at this point. Um like you've never seen it, just go for it. Yeah. How bad can it be? I mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you refuse to answer that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got I've got some I've got some videos you could
0: borrow. Hmm yeah we'll, we'll leave that one for a later date um this next one i don't know if you saw this one did you see that um netflix were kind of teasing stranger things on twitter
1: no i see that it's been bumped on their homepage.
0: oh really yeah right so the so the sort of the official uh stranger things on twitter they just posted this little video um it's really short it's like a minute and a half and it's kind of like an advert for a mall that's opening Um, so it's sort of like a new shopping mall is coming to Hawkins, Indiana, and it's like proper classic eighties vibe of everything, like the font, the music and everything. Um, uh, to my knowledge, everyone in it. Isn't from the show except for this one bit where you see uh, Steve um, working in an ice cream shop um, <laughs> and he's with the new character. Um, I can't remember, her I think it's Maya Hawk who's joining the cast. So that's like they're the only two sort of recognizable faces in the trailer. Right. Um, but it's cool because they're kind of good getting this Steve. vibe of, um, yeah, good old Steve. Um, hitting the vibe of like hey let's all hang out at the mall and obviously as they're getting older that would kind of line up well with the show you know as you're at the age in the 80s where you want to go to like check out the mall with your friends um and the, the kind of the interesting part of it is right at the end it says coming next summer as in the mall is opening next summer mm, for the trailer
1: interesting
0: exactly so a lot of people are taken from this that that season three is going to be summer 2019 which does in my mind i think that's yeah about right it's, it works Because obviously people were always gonna be disappointed it wasn't gonna be on a yearly cycle. But these good like quality shows, and I've always said this about like Black Mirror and stuff. Like I don't expect them to be on a yearly cycle at all. Like I think it's really really unreasonable in in like today's market where television is striving to be like movies, and movies take like ages um i really don't mind if a stranger things is on like an 18 month or a two-year cycle um, yeah
1: we just don't want a sherlock cycle for any of
0: this yeah because then it just like disrupts the flow um yeah. but I, I think this is reasonable and, and like you say obviously this is this is set in a more summary vibe you know like the previous movies had that more like halloween take because they came out in october so i like that it isn't just oh we're going to be putting it out next summer because that's when it's ready but it won't actually fit the vibe like they have actually reconsidered the fact that it's coming out a different time of year nice. um which again nice, i think is like really clever. For them um so yeah this is cool like definitely check out the little teaser because it's really fun um so yeah that's cool It'd be
1: interesting though if it's set in summer like you know less school stuff and that because obviously yeah, there's there's the point, potential actually. of l kind of being at school now mm yeah um, that actually would be know, a bit of a
0: cop-out on, uh, me because i was looking forward yeah. to seeing her at school so if it yeah, was just exactly. set all during the summer holiday that's one way of like writing around the fact that she isn't at school
1: and, mm, and now that you yeah. said
0: that i believe that's probably what's happened <laughs>
1: yeah i know because i was kind of enjoying the fact of her just being in the school like only be able to say like six words yeah like <laughs> like trying to you know do math with her and stuff
0: so yeah we'll, we'll see about that one um then finally we've got a couple of trailers um so we, so we just watched these prior to the show. These are some really interesting ones. One of these that we talked mm. about on the show before and one that I'd never even heard of. Um, so the first one is Overlord. Um, I, I believe this is one of the big sort of Comic-Con trailers that are coming out at the minute. Um, yeah, it is. Because yeah. obviously this is like big production, Paramount, J.J. Uh, Abrams, of course. Um, so, yeah, this is a weird one because, like, originally this was pitched as a Cloverfield movie. Um, but it yeah. seems like there's zero. Like, obviously it's not called Cloverfield in the title or anything. Um, like, there's a lot of these movies obviously have, like, a code name and then they changed it at the last minute. Mm. So the fact that they are still sticking with Overlord. And then also, there doesn't seem to be any. Like, I, I've been reading news stories about this trailer coming out and I haven't even seen one article mention Cloverfield. Um, like, not even like this used to be a Cloverfield. It's like, nope, here's the new, like, Paramount movie called Overlord. Um, So it's very weird because as well, you know,
1: there's the Cloverfield universe mm. and then there's like, is there going to be a direct Cloverfield sequel, prequel or whatever? Yeah. And then this was originally pens to be a direct Cloverfield prequel,
0: Mm.
1: wasn't it? Like that was the initial thing. Like, oh, this is a Cloverfield movie, but it's set during the war.
0: Well, I heard that it was definitely going to be linked to Cloverfield Paradox in some capacity. Like, I remember mm. before that came out, it was like, Paradox sets up the universe, it sets up the previous two movies, but also the next two after that. Mm. Um, And, um, yeah, you definitely don't get that vibe from this trailer. Um, So, obviously, that aside, what did you think of the trailer?
1: I thought it looked fun as hell. Like, Mm. it just looked like Wolfenstein the movie. Like, I'm down for that. It just looked like some really good war action kind of couple of real brutal scenes there's kind of like a scene from inside of a plane getting attacked as it's flying to kind of you know wherever they're going to attack and looks super violent um and then you know what, one of the crazy things about the war is all the experiments and kind of these you know these mad scientists and you've seen them in a lot of these kind of mm. movies you know um wonder woman recently kind yeah. of had that vibe and you know kind of you know the x-men movies stumbled across it and all of that sort of thing this mm. kind of you know, while this horrible war was going on, there were these despicable scientists that had, like, free reign to do whatever yeah. crazy experiments they wanted. And this is, like, you know, what actually happened.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's it's know, based and they were reality.
1: basically, you know, asked to experiment, and almost, you know, they were trying to make super soldiers, and just they, almost they were trying to make zombies, basically. Mm. Um, and, you know, so it looks like this movie is kind of loosely based off that. It looks like there's some sort of serum that's being injected in people that's turning them into these zombie like super soldier things so like i'm down for that did you ever watch um the nazi zombie films there was two of them
0: um oh what the hell are they they called i didn't watch them um yeah yeah like the horror movies that were like nazis yeah yeah i'm gonna have to have a look at it but like those um isn't it oh is it die frost or something i can't remember what it is now
1: oh yeah you're really
0: close there yeah. <laughs> oh, so annoying <laughs> <laughs> i refuse to look it up you I, know i definitely haven't seen those movies but I yeah
1: i've, I've, I've seen the first one and it was mm-hmm. like it was pretty fun man like yeah. um and this one looks like it's a really really good one so like uh i, I thought the trailer looked great what well, about yourself
0: yeah i really enjoyed it like it, it like you say it, it really looked like wolfenstein to me just live action <laughs> wolfenstein and obviously coming off that amazing game last year i'm like hell yeah like i'm so down yeah. for kind of either a just general nazi killing in this kind of setting is always awesome um but then when you start adding in more like horror and sci-fi elements like hell yeah you're just ticking more boxes for me yeah um so i was super into it like regardless of the cloverfield thing like i i'm really excited for this movie yeah i'm excited
1: for it like more just being its own thing mm. like you know it was kind of how, how i was with 10 cloverfield lane
0: i think it'll be more similar to that yeah. in in overall the grand scheme of things Where like that movie in all, all intense purposes is a standalone movie with like one or two references and i feel like this movie yeah, have they'll, the the
1: company will be referenced or yeah. something like that. This even might be like the the spark that um that you know ignites this company coming into play. You know the the experiments and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I one hundred percent think there'll be references, but they will be small which I'm totally fine. Dead
1: with. snow, oh, dead yeah, that's snow.
0: That's <laughs> the one. Frost snow. I knew it was something like that. Frost, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I knew you're on the right <laughs> lines,
0: man. Dead snow. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So you know,
0: I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, so Overlord is out in November, so I look forward to that one. And this next one was a really interesting trailer. I just sort of saw this uh, just when I was looking on the internet prior to recording. Um, Hadn't really heard of it before, a movie called Hellfest um thinking of the didn't, title didn't now, even
1: make my upcoming list <laughs>
0: i'm not this might be I don't, maybe it's just because fest is in it but like <laughs> something about this is like is this at fright fest or is this at another festival that i've read the lineup of recently um but again i could be completely wrong but yeah so this trailer is this one this one's out in september isn't it yeah um so a bit soon i just sort of prior to the big crazy because i'm pretty sure october is going to be absolutely stacked this year um yeah. unlike a lot of years which is pretty interesting um but yeah, like, yeah, and
1: considering that we, you know, we've got a Halloween movie coming out, yeah. you would have thought a lot of things would have stayed away from it, but
0: yeah. apparently not. No, it'd be interesting to see um, the fight that's going on this October. Um, but yeah, like so, the, the setup for this, one if people hadn't heard of it, is like basically these kind of like uh, haunted. What do you call them? Kind of these walk around horror festivals. Um, yeah. A- yeah, they're sort of set in Halloween, aren't they, where you go there, and it's like an amusement park, essentially, but you go through, like, rooms and people scare you dressed as clowns. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't really know what they're, what they're classed as, but yeah. we, we've been to a couple.
0: Yeah, they're really fun, like, I, I think mm. they're really cool, um, and so the idea, and this, like, idea for a horror movie is just it writes itself as well. I'm pretty sure there are other movies that have done this as well, um, but where it is, like, you know, oh, when does the, when does it stop being fake and start becoming real, you know? What if, like, a group of actual psychopaths invaded one of these nights and just started killing people? um so obviously i think the concept is fairly you know not massively original but it looks like super well done like i really enjoyed this trailer it was it was one like a lot of trailers where i was i was kind of in within the first minute and i didn't need to watch the rest of the trailer because i was like i know i'm gonna watch this um looked like (laughs) it had a fun cast it it reminded me a little bit of happy death day um with its kind of like style um It, it gave me
1: real happy death day vibes just in terms of like this really cool concept that the second they give me the concept, I'm like, yes, I'm in. Like, yeah. that is a cool concept for a horror movie. It's kind of, you know, something that is, like you say, it's been done in in various scenes of movies throughout. You know, you kind of get that, you know, recently watching House of a Thousand Corpses, you kind of get that, when mm. it, you know, is this right? Is it real vibe? You know, you kind of get it with, you know, quite a few different things. But this is kind of like as a full movie, I'm definitely down for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. Like, there's some really cool looking movies upcoming. Like, yeah, it's one of those ones where we obviously do, we always do it at the start of the year, but we could almost do it again at the middle of the year because there's just so much <laughs> upcoming, and, and like next year as well. Like, we'll have to talk about that probably at the end of the year. But like 2019 just looks ridiculous already. Um, that, there's already like four movies that I just cannot wait to see for the show. But yeah. Um, a lot of really cool movies upcoming. Um, I did want to briefly mention as well, and we'll probably talk about it on a, on a later show because it is still far away. But there's kind of like, there's been a few little tidbits of news regarding it, chapter two. Um,
1: yeah, I keep seeing the odd little thing, you know, the yeah. readings and the pictures. Yeah, and exactly. Sort of
0: so it hasn't. It's not anything crazy to really talk about. But obviously, like production has started. The full cast list has been confirmed at this point, which I don't think we've ever massively talked about. So we should probably into that on a future show. Um but it's really cool to see like it gets me super jazzed like i'm definitely going to rewatch that movie again really soon um and yeah i i, I it looks like that because when i saw it chapter one like i was like this is amazing but i was terrified for chapter two because yeah. i think that that's going to be such a hard part to adapt but everything that they've done so far looks great and yeah i i i hope that this movie really comes together yeah um, definitely so yeah well i think we should talk about it at a later because like the casting in particular is something that really intrigues me um because so, mm. obviously we did like our dream casting and we weren't too far away as well like obviously some of the no i know it's quite funny some of the casting was pretty obvious but some of it was they did go a different route and even though it wasn't what i imagined like i already think that it's a really good choice so yeah definitely. um so yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about caliber A British film for a change. We don't see many of them, do we? On oh, the show, it's always nice. I no. think that was one of the main reasons why I put this on the list. Really, yeah. Um, I mean, it was one different was. vibe, uh, which is cool, you know. Because, like, what was the our oh, ghost stories? Wasn't it? Was it ghost stories? Yeah. Yeah. On ghost.
1: Our uh, ghost stories was like the most British movie we've seen so far for yeah,
0: the show, and it was awesome. <laughs>
1: like, this one's fairly up there.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That was one of the things that stood out. But um, well, get well in into terms it. of
1: Scottish, anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, should we? It's going to be difficult to synopsize uh, this movie Um, because if you've seen a trailer as well, there is like a extremely early on event which shapes the entire movie, which they don't actually want to give away in the trailer. Um, Yeah. Which I think is a good choice. I feel like we're probably going to have a brief discussion, but then we're going to have to talk about it. Um, Yeah. It's more, oh yeah definitely. it's not gonna obviously spoil like the vast majority of the movie but uh, it, it's about sort of 18 minutes in is when like this massive event happens and this movie's quite long as well mm. it's about an hour and 40 um so it's really early on but like i like you say I, if you don't know anything about it i'd rather not spoil it if you are interested yeah um, yeah definitely so, so give us sort of the brief setup before like the big moment
1: yeah, I mean, um, this movie kind of centers around two, uh, like, school friends, um, you know, long-term friends that are basically meeting up to um, have a kind of weekend away together. Um, they're kind of like, um, I get I get the impression that they kind of do this sort of thing and a bit similar, I was trying to think of the other film we the saw. Ritual. The Ritual, yeah, kind of that sort of thing, but it's just two guys. Um, yeah. And this time they're going to um, Scottish Highlands um, for a weekend hunting trip yeah um vaughn and marcus are the two kind of uh best friends and vaughn um we're introduced to him at the start of the movie him and his wife um and it's it's established in the opening scene that she's expecting um and kind of vaughn and marcus have you know a bit of a joke about this and kind of the you know the daunting kind of you know thought thought of becoming a father for vaughn is kind of settling in and that sort of thing um they yeah they kind of arrive on the the hunting trip and end up kind of like going to a bar and um in in what i thought was like a a really cool scene it was i really enjoyed that this kind of like it just really felt like a very british pub Mm. that they'd gone into yeah and like i really enjoyed the vibe of like this these um
0: it felt proper genuine didn't it
1: yeah the the guy at the bar that like doesn't want to move for them and and just really doesn't want them to be there and how you've got some of the locals that are been like super friendly and almost over friendly like come join us have a meal yeah. with us we'll be your best friend and then other ones that are like strangers get away yeah. like it's such it, it's such a british thing <laughs> like well, everything
0: about that's you know, real. there's you, like you, the you local it yeah. was like the local girl who like they obviously fancy but then like as soon as you start talking to him clearly like an ex-boyfriend is also in the room who's yeah i gonna start hating you like everything about that all these little small yeah. moments
1: and I then the boyfriends really well you know because it was such like a local place like yeah. the, the 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 ex-boyfriend like family member is also there so like yeah. you pick a fight with one of them you're gonna pick a fight with all of them yeah, it was the just village. <laughs> yeah it, it felt it felt proper proper right mm. um but yeah they end up having like a you know good night in the pub um you know lots of drinks kind of wake up in the morning to go hunting um and and basically on the hunting trip um it it goes wrong Hmm. uh i don't really think we can say much more than that um that's
0: about all you need to
1: say and (laughs) you know and then you know the rest of the movie is kind of our characters kind of you know dealing with that and trying to overcome that really um and kind of, you know, figure out what the hell they need to do. Yeah. Uh, very difficult to talk much more than that until we get into spoilers, which we, we will do for, like like you said, Act 1. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good enough stopping point for now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the initial setup. And as far as, like, what I thought of the overall movie, like, I enjoyed this movie, like, surprisingly. I thought that it's a real slow burn, and, and that can always go sort of one or two ways. Um, generally, I think I don't like those sort of movies, but i think that if you've got a good enough premise and you stick with it um it will keep me interested mm-hmm and obviously i really like the setup like you say i think the early scenes are really 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 well done like prior to the the event that happens um, vaughn
1: and marcus are both very good
0: yeah fantastic which Um, is
1: which is important for a movie like this
0: well yeah because i mean they carry the whole film like this this movie doesn't have a huge cast like it has a a decent amount of of recurring characters that you get to know over the course of the movie yeah Um, i was gonna
1: say you're probably getting towards double figures of characters that when they pop on screen you're like i know who you are
0: exactly yeah you may not remember everyone's name but you'll remember them and like who they are in the in in their roles in the film um but yeah like it, it just had a cool vibe to it like so i think they really nailed the setting like it, it really felt real and genuine and, mm. and that's something that we don't massively get when we talk about horror films on the show like for the lot of the time we we let movies be a bit more fantastical even if they are supposed to be grounded and, and, and like gritty and real there are so many leaps of logic in a lot of movies and like oh this would never happen and that would never happen and i, I feel like this movie doesn't have any of that um, it really is just like here is this situation that they 've got themselves in that 's really messed up, and like how on earth are we going to deal with this and I thought the tension like really gracketed up well, like as I mentioned the, the main event like the, the the big thing that happens is super early on um yeah. let like 's say within the first twenty minutes, and when I kind of like paused it at that point because I knew that the movie was about this thing and saw that there was like an hour and twenty left, and I was mm-hmm. like, How on earth are they going to feel this and I, I actually got worried because I thought that the movie would end up going a completely different route. Like I thought, oh no, this is going to be what the movie's about for maybe the next thirty or forty minutes. Yeah. But then there's going to be this big revelation, um, which a lot of British movies I do think fall into this pattern. Um, similar to to a lot of movies where, like, they need to have this big finale, like where it's like, and, and most British movies as well. End up being like, it's a cult, or like, there's this big festival going on. Like, there's a, there's a, I hope it was a red heron in the movie. Yeah. Um, but really early on, there's a conversation, like, just after the event that happens, where a character is like, oh, you should stay until yeah. tomorrow night, we're having this yeah. big festival. and you're here for the burning festival and I'm like oh Christ! (laughs) I'm glad you you felt exactly the same because I literally I was watching it with my girlfriend who doesn't watch as many movies and I was kind of like oh god I can see where this is going like this movie's going to end with like all of these men naked chanting around a fire and I was like I don't want this movie to be that I was just
1: I was just looking for one of them I was like is Nick Cage in a a wig like (laughs) I'm waiting for him to rock up
0: I want him to start (laughs) like talking in a Scottish accent Um, (laughs) but yeah like so I'm so glad that this movie didn't go that like it really stayed true to what it was about till the end Um, all the characters did as well there wasn't any like ridiculous like turns or like trying to keep you on the edge and like it, it, that can go two ways because with a lot of movies it's like you want there to be twists and turns and to keep you on the edge of a seat. but with a movie like this like i'm glad they kept it grounded like even though i think a lot of people are probably going to find a movie like this boring and that's fair because like there are this is a long movie with and a huge like amount of it doesn't mm. massively progress the story but I felt like it was interesting enough. Like they say, the performances were strong enough. And like, I actually cared about what happened to the two characters as well, that it never really got dull for me. And like, I was interested until the end. Like the ending was was like it wasn't amazing it was, it was yeah fine. i have i have issue
1: with the ending yeah definitely. which is fair
0: like i think that would be probably one of my only like the biggest issues is like mm. i wanted it to end with a bit more of a satisfying way and i almost felt like they didn't know how this movie was going to end either yeah um like once one thing happens it's like oh god like what what are our next two scenes to end mm. this movie um but other than that like say so I, I really enjoyed it like i thought it was cool yeah i'm
1: I'm struggling with this movie to find exactly where I land on it Mm. because I agree with you a lot to a point. Um,
0: What I should say as well, just before you dive in, I should because I know that sounded really positive. I like this movie and I think it did everything well. I don't think it does anything exceptional. Um, I think it's a really good Netflix film and I'm glad I watched it, but the expectations would be so different if we either like paid to go see this at the cinema or it was like, you know, trailer after trailer and hype train and that sort of thing. Like I think it really helped. I just sat down one night and watched it and I was done with it, you know?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, this is a cinema viewing has a completely different throw on it. I would have got bored in a cinema watching this movie because this, this I think, you know, as you said, this movie is a is a um, slow burn, a massive slow burn. And I'm I'm OK with that. If you get I almost feel with like a slow burn, though, you almost need to like, you know, Ty West kind of gave us that. And, and I, I kind of feel like that's the way I need him to be now where I need that last 15 minutes to just be like absolutely crazy mm. um, to like because I've been like so loose throughout. I need it to be like, you know, just go nuts. Um, which this movie doesn't really do it does amp up um, and it does but it it, it ultimately I, I, I found the ending quite frustrating um, we'll, we'll go into it later on but I I, I didn't you know I believe I, everything you said I think is right into the last 20 minutes where um the you know the, the scene that happens early on we basically then are just it feels like real life characters dealing with this situation that's terrible hmm. and and dealing with it in a kind of way that you could understand someone doing that and kind of everything they did was kind of you know sometimes they made a silly decision but they're just, they're just kind of like stumbling along and trying to cope yeah
0: they were um, panicking and it,
1: weren't they yeah and it, and it felt really good and really genuine and then kind of the, all of the villagers were also the same where like you know, they were, they played their roles kind of perfectly. But when, when everything kind of crescendos and everything clashes and the truth gets revealed, um, I found then that, that everyone's motivations become, well, the, the, the villages in particular made no sense to me, really. Um, we have to kind of unpack it more when I can talk, you know, actual things that bothered me. But I did, I did find that like the last 10 minutes and ultimately where the movie ends up, I was like for a movie that's been so grounded and so um, exactly, you know, how I could, I could imagine this being a real life thing that has happened. Mm. I don't believe that what happened in the last 10 minutes would have been anyone's decision from, from, from kind of the village's point of view, which I thought, which I thought was disappointing. Um, but overall, like, you know, for this, for this movie being a slow burn where there's only kind of, you know, the, the, the 20 minute in action scene and then kind of, the last 10 minutes where there's action, the rest of it is really just slow burn and tension, Hmm. but it is done well. And I do enjoy seeing like the two characters just like struggling with it. I was engaged and um, like you say, it it gripped me until the end. It's just, unfortunately I did find it frustrating when they kind of finally, like you say, I I almost feel like they got to like, you know, an hour and 25 into this movie and then thought to themselves, Oh yeah, we need to, we need to end this. Like what are we going to do? And it just, I don't know. It felt a little bit, out of kin with, with the rest of the movie um you know they'd set up a couple of interesting things with um the, the kind of couple of female characters that they would that they were with on the first night and kind of you know how the how the village kind of some of them um there's a character called logan mm. who's one of the scottish kind of he's kind of like their leader like um not like a mayor, but kind of like a guy that they all just look up to. I think yeah. he's quite successful, and so he's just kind of like, you know, kind of got a bit of money, and so he kind of has this position of power in the community. Um, Which,
0: again, I think is realistic. In, the, in these, like, yeah. small sort of villages, you will get this guy who is, like, a, a nice, charismatic guy that he's probably really friendly to everyone. He probably yeah. has, like, a massive family, so everyone knows everyone. Um, and, yeah, I like that. that yeah, well, because like his brother
1: is, is kind of one of the other major characters mm. as well, so that's definitely definitely a thing. Yeah, and it felt it felt kind of like you say it felt right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but like I thought he was I thought he was a really good character. Um, felt like really true to the role, and um, I, I I liked how he was kind of he saw them as like an opportunity to get money into yeah. the town and was almost trying to get everyone else to to you know uh, think the same way because because a lot of people just kind of wanted to get rid of him. Yeah um so i really enjoyed that it reminded me a bit of um uh timothy dalton in hot fuzz yeah kind of like he was the charismatic kind of businessman type thing but then like more in a more in a kind of scottish tone as well although yeah. obviously but um yeah i so i enjoyed him and i enjoyed pretty much every character in the movie i just think um it wasn't a little too slow um there were certain scenes that kind of like uh there's a scene where they kind of go into their their room and just feel sorry for themselves for like 10 minutes and it's there's a lot of scenes where you just see their kind of uh, their stress but they're not really talking mm. and like i get that we're trying to see their um you know th- them unravel but it but it kind of stayed on too long and for a movie that is a slow burn. It's running time. I think, you know, it is a little bit too far up there.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with that. Like I, I think the we, like I've always talked about this on the show as well with like, horror oh, it's a general. big point
1: that we always talk yeah. about. Like as soon as you get over an hour and a half, you yeah. need to have a real story to tell me that keeps me gripped.
0: Yeah. You and need this to one didn't, that.
1: didn't justify going over that golden mark. No, for like me.
0: this could have easily been 80 minutes and I would have enjoyed it yeah. just as much. And I, I think that's why, like, again, like they keep making these same mistakes. Like, Like, it's difficult because this is a first-time director as well. Like he, Yeah, he's right, a director as well. um, Which, again, I think is massively impressive for your, like, first movie. Like, obviously, you're not going to nail everything, but I think that's something that maybe someone who's made more films would take a look Mm. at and be like, right, this scene, like you say, that scene when they go into the hotel room, it's like, do I really need that? Um, Because there are other scenes as well that I think are really well done, like a couple in the middle where um, the thing I like as well is, like, the story—they keep adding these new beats where that I didn't see coming. Like yeah. they, they're initially going to leave the next morning.
1: Yeah, and, I really enjoyed
0: that. Yeah, you're like, well, what's going to happen? Like they're just going to leave, and then their car has issues, and then they have to sort that out, and then they go to the mechanics, and it's going to take like an extra day, and then they have like um, some incriminating evidence in the car that they're trying to get rid of, and like I like how it just kept escalating these small little things. Like a lot yeah. of it felt again felt real. It wasn't there wasn't really ever like a ridiculous. Roadblock that they added to the movie. Um, I liked as well when they have to do like the search party part of the movie. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's kind of the last really good scene of the movie. Yeah, um, because that is leading up to like the big event of like everyone finding out what they've done, and you know it's going to happen, and they know it's going to happen, and that's why it's really good tension. Mm. Um, and it's so so good up until that point, and then once everyone knows everything. Definitely, the movie takes a like a drop off. Like, I completely agree yeah. with you. Um, I, I in terms of like obviously their actions, the villagers, like and we'll obviously get to it. Um, I I agree with you, and I disagree in the sense that what would the villagers do in that situation? Because... I think
1: I think we have to. Talk about it and then unpack it because it's very yeah. hard for us to both talk about it until we actually unpack what's gone on, with yeah, it. for but, sure.
0: So, I, I think I yeah. like overall, but like, cause obviously, we want to talk about the early event as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, as an early recommendation before we get into the rest of the movie, like, I would recommend this if you're into what we've described. Obviously, like, if you're into a slow burn movie, if you're into a movie that has that slower pace on a Netflix, you know, you could easily watch this over a couple of sittings if you wanted to um would probably break up like the the slowness of the movie but like i was invested enough that i needed to see it through but i know that a lot of people don't watch the movies that way um and and as well if you want a different take on you know a british horror movie because i think that was one of my favorite things about it and and we keep touching upon like it felt so scottish in every single way um, and I love that, like the setting, the uh, time, made me characters. want to pour a
1: whiskey so bad. It,
0: it really did. Like, and and I I want to see more of this type of thing. Like, obviously, as a British show, we watch so many different movies from loads of different places. Like, I want to see because I feel like we probably watch like. Like, obviously, American horror is where it's at. That's going to be, always be the majority of yeah. films in general. But I like to mix it up with this. I like to see this. You know, I loved when we see, like, a train to Busan. Um, or, obviously, recently we saw Incident in a Ghostland. Um, yeah, which fantastic. Exactly. I like seeing these these movies from different, like... Eco- oh, and these crazy French
1: movies we've been seeing. Like, yeah.
0: you know... Because they, they just have a different vibe to them. Like, yeah. And that's why I think they, they carry that different tone. And that's one of the things I really liked about this. Because if you... Mm. Like, it sounds crazy, but if you had this exact same movie and set up and slow burn but it was just set in a, in a random place in america like i wouldn't have liked this anywhere near as much. oh
1: it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as interesting because like you say i think almost um you know the um french movies that we've watched have a very feel from um, obviously like the jay horror you know the australian horror um the italian horror and like the british horror i think all of them when you're watching them if you're watching one that feels authentic it really like stands itself out Mm. whereas i'd say that kind of american horror is is mainly just like your general kind of it's
0: the baseline not not to discredit it it? yeah it
1: it is the baseline so you're not watching a movie and you're not like watching happy death day and you're like oh this is authentically american because Mm. you don't really have a clamoring for it you're just judging it on the movie whereas when you're watching one of these other ones it really does you know when you get like one of these movies and you know like when we watched um you know, even ghost stories, you know, like if that was set in America, w- would that have been as enjoyable? Because it was just these characters and these real life kind of, you know, in seeing kind of, you know, parts of the world that you don't necessarily see. Obviously, for us, kind of seeing British ones is, you know, is is interesting because it's the world we know. But even if you see like, you know, some of the architecture and the, you know, like when you watch record for the first time and you're seeing how kind of the you know the the fire and the kind of you know the apartment blocks and how that's all laid out in a different mm. country you know I, I think that's kind of just like an interest in new imagery whereas we we all know what these towns look like in America, whether we're in suburbia or whether we're in kind of built up areas or very desolate areas we've seen all of America quite a lot in film, so it's just it is fun seeing something like this, and something Scottish is something quite fresh that you know i don't think we've seen anything with major kind of you know set in scotland for them for the show before
0: yeah um i completely agree with that point as well like i think that's really well made like the the whole location aspect of a movie because um, like you say we see so many of these different American places and even though they don't feel massively different but that was something that I just loved watching in this movie like I like the hotel that they stay in like mm. it reminded me of hotels we've been in um, obviously the pub which was brilliant similar to what yeah, we saw in Ghost Stories great. but even like the farm area where the finale is set as well like just yeah. proper looks like where like around where we see all the time um, and like I just really liked that I like to see in a horror movie set in a setting that I see on, oh, a, that, on was, that was that was
1: definitely shot in like a real life working farm that wasn't a set like you could tell that like it was not easy for him to shoot there the place was so goddamn muddy yeah
0: yeah that's not like oh hey we're gonna get all this fake mud and make it look like a real farm it's like no no no. that's just a real goddamn farm
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and even like the forest that they're in kind of Mm. like the the, you know the the, where where kind of you know everything goes down is like a super muddy patch of like forest land that's just like bogged down and it just like uh, i've seen those things when i've been on dog walks like that sort of kind of like just boggy area where i'm like oh christ and like yeah this i don't know what made him decide to shoot there
0: yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i mean should we talk about like the the event at the start of the movie now
1: yeah i think um yeah i think we've gone as far as we can until we you know we need to kind of break it down i mean i think we we'll are probably for up to spoiler warnings like this because this is this is only for 20 minutes in really yeah um but basically, Vaughn and Marcus um, are extremely hungover, and uh, Marcus is also—he's—he's um, he's high on some drug. Well, I'm not. Uh, do they say what it is? Um,
0: yeah, it's
1: cocaine, isn't it? Cocaine, right? Yeah. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, they—they they, they reference it later on. Yeah. Um, and so they're both kind of, you know, he's not hungover, in the best he's condition. Doing drugs yeah, and, and, like with a girl yeah. the night before, and now now he's going hunting. So it's not not necessarily a good <laughs> I- idea that what they're doing right now um and basically vaughn is a first time hunter and marcus is claims to be a bit more seasoned um i think he did a bit with his dad really when he was young yeah um and vaughn is lining up the in his sights a deer um to get his first kill and the scene is done incredibly well um because you you basically see down the scope and um you see the deer and the sights and Literally, as he pulls the trigger, the deer that's eaten lifts its head up, and uh, a, a young child is revealed in the crosshairs just as he pulls the trigger. And you just see the shot hit, and you you just you you feel like you've done it. I thought it was done fantastically, mm. um, and it, it was really it was a shock to kind of you know see that, and and the child kind of goes down. Um, and Marcus kind of rush over, and instantly the two characters react very differently vaughn is obviously devastated that he's shot this uh it's a boy isn't it yeah a young boy yeah but like a 10 year old boy um and it is kind of like trying to go over to him and help him but also very clearly you can see he's just shot him in the head so like there's no coming back from that and he's just kind of like grief stricken marcus is already kind of thinking for himself really. And what like wondering how he can get out of this situation and starts to kind of leave. Um, and this is when the boy's dad comes along mm. and, um, obviously runs over to his son and it's a, it's a tough scene to watch with. He's kind of like grieving with his son's body. And it's, it's very kind of, it, it felt just very raw and, and realistic and, you know, difficult, difficult to watch. um, and then he kind of stands up and Vaughn has dropped his gun. He picks up Vaughn's gun and points it at, at Vaughn. Um, and, he, he, you know, kind of this grief-stricken father. You think, I mean, he's just going to pull the trigger. He's, he's going to shoot Vaughn. And then suddenly Marcus from far away um, snipes the, the dad and kills the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point they now have two dead bodies on their hands and, um, you know, one was an accident. The other one is in cold blooded murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, um, Marcus basically hides the bodies, um, in kind of some shrub areas with the view to come back later and bury them. And they kind of, the rest of the movie is them kind of trying to cover things up, kind of creating an alibi, going back to the town, trying to play it cool in front of the town people and act like they were the night before, um, trying to hide these bodies and ultimately get out of this town before the murders are discovered. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was kind of, uh, you know, I I didn't really know what this movie was about. Um, When they kind of, I knew it was like a hunting trip gone wrong. And Mm. so you can kind of get, like I kind of thought, oh, they're going to probably like, yeah, you know, they're either gonna have like the ritual where that you know they get lost or trapped or something bad happens to them, or they're gonna do something. And I kind of got the impression it was gonna be them do something.
0: Had you seen um, a trailer for this one? No. I wanted to call out the trailer because obviously it's something that we bring up a lot on the show, like these terrible trailers that give away so much. And I think like this trailer is one of the best I've seen for a movie all year because it it tells you everything you need to know about this movie, like we did earlier, without ruining the main thing. So obviously mm. you get you know that they're going on a hunting trip and you kind of see him with the gun. And then you see them all freaking out after it. And then it's obviously them in, like, the awkward situations in the bar and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know that they're, they're hiding a terrible secret. Is saying, like, you know, his friend is, like, we've just got to get through this next night. And then we'll go back to normal. Like, don't tell anyone. So you know something's happened, but you don't know exactly what it is. And as you said, and obviously I'd seen the trailer, so I knew a bit more. Like, I'd assumed, like, okay, he shoots someone. And I probably just assumed, like, he shot, like, a person. I um, thought it was going
1: to be one of the, one of the girls
0: oh right, yeah that'd be interesting yeah she came out to like i don't know you left something behind or whatever yeah um, like follow them but yeah so like i i kind of assumed he would shoot someone i didn't expect it to be a child at all <sighs> no um, which really took me off guard and like it like you say they show it it's so brutal um and even though like you say i'm expecting him to not shoot the deer. um like i'm expecting him to shoot something else so even with that expectation it still knocked me for like six yeah but then the next element is not what i saw coming at all like i really thought okay this movie is about the fact that they like accidentally killed a child, and so it's gonna mm. be a case of like, do we tell people or don't we? You know, because it is a genuine accident, but it's also oh yeah, like when a the when thing. the when
1: the dad rocked up, I was like well i weren't expecting this to happen <laughs> yeah
0: exactly so then when they murder him it's like oh damn like you have completely screwed yourselves now because you can't be like oh we accidentally shot a kid oh and then by mm. the way we also murdered his father like that just doesn't swing like once he did that action once yeah. marcus like pulled the trigger it's like no no no. you can't tell anyone that. like there's no but getting like, this.
1: It, it's a really difficult like
0: line that they've drawn
1: where mm. i don't really feel sorry for vaughn and marcus but i can also see how they got themselves in this situation yeah, like it's really well written. what what vaughn what vaughn did was it was 100 an absolute mistake it was a terrible thing but like there was you know he had no idea that that was going to happen um so that was a complete mistake and then marcus kind of you know like i say the dad um grief-stricken dad for all intensive purposes i'm, I'm sure would have shot vaughn yeah. so marcus made the decision to save his friend so you know that there's an there's an argument to be had that he felt it was self-defense yeah but at the end of the day they've got these two bodies uh you yeah, no one's gonna who, them. <laughs> No, and the fact as well that the dad didn't have a gun of his own he'd picked up vaughn's gun yeah so you have these two bodies neither of them with weapons and you've got like rifles on you mm. uh you know there, there's no way they can explain their way out of this
0: plus you add that to the the whole vibe of the movie that it already established there's like they're outsiders like no yeah. one wants them here anyway like they're here for this trip um like i say everyone is just so anti them anyway so that's like even if the area had been really nice they probably would have thought like oh well maybe we'll tell them or whatever but the fact that they everyone was so against them mm. it was like no this is us versus them we just need to get the hell out of here and hope that, to god that like no one finds out Um, like you say, I thought that was such a cool setup, like it's such a cool moment in the movie. And obviously that is the, the catalyst of everything that happens. And, and as we discussed Mm. earlier, like there isn't a huge amount of revelations prior to the end, you know, it's, it's very much the, the villagers looking like the villagers find out that the boy's missing and the father, and then there's kind of like a little bit of talk about that.
1: I think um, I think the thing about it is there are
0: some scenes that
1: are not not that great but there are a couple of really good scenes in there that that kind of make this movie really yeah. um one in particular is when they finally they go back to the hotel and he and Marcus is kind of the one that kind of has his head together more and is kind of thinking about getting out of there Vaughn is kind of in complete shock really um, and Marcus is like, right, we've, they, they kind of drove off and, and then made sure they were seen hunting elsewhere. They kind of drove to the middle of nowhere and just got fuel for the sake of it. And he tried yeah. to strike up a bit of a conversation. So then he had like this alibi. Um, they then go back to the hotel and basically go to get food. And um, he's like, look, we just got to eat some food. We've got to be seen to be sociable. We were sociable last night. They, they go to the restaurant and Logan is there with his brother, Brian and straight away logan invites him to join and i was Mm. just like oh this is amazing (laughs) so funny it's like they they sit down and join the two of them and logan kind of as this big gesture says let me order your food and he orders them basically like rare venison uh to to eat and it's just like this plate of like um raw bloody meat that Mm. they have to be forced to eat as (laughs) they're kind of thinking about the the people that they've just murdered and left you know, in the shrubs and um yeah the, Vaughn kind of you know goes off in a sick and then kind of like Marcus kind of is doing a good job of like holding it together but ultimately starts to kind of incriminate himself he starts mm. to say the wrong thing as well um yeah. obviously you know I'm assuming he's under the influence for a lot of this um mm. You know, in the car on the way to the hunting trip, it's established that he's on drugs. It's kind of referenced that he has them, so I kind of get the impression that's why he is kind of the way he is, and he's not kind of dealing with it the same way as Vaughn.
0: Yes, even um, more heightened than it normally would be.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I, I but I enjoyed like Marcus when he kind of uh, they mention that the boys missing, and he's like, "Oh, have they not come back yet?" And and Logan's like, "They," I only <laughs> said a boy is missing, and and then, like, Vaughn was like, well, well, yeah, but he'd obviously go hunting with someone, he's only a boy. And (laughs) and then, like, you can see, like, Logan straight away get, like, a little bit funny and starts to look at them. Um, And I kind of thought that, like, the overall, when the villagers ultimately discover what they've done, I kind of... I thought it was going to be more clever. Mm. I thought they were almost going to trap Vaughn and Marcus. um, When they eventually kind of say um your car's ready and uh, uh sorry they, they they say oh we're going out to to yeah you know, look look for them we're going out in the woods and then they're like oh you need to come with us you need to come with us look we've got your car ready and i was like that's super convenient mm. why the hell have they got their car ready and yeah that that was just that they got their car ready so they could go help at this point they were still genuinely just trying to find them and not yeah, you know, they didn't have suspicions or at least that was my impression yeah, see, by the end of the movie
0: i think i think they absolutely had suspicions at that point but it wasn't they obviously didn't have the evidence they did yeah know. or m- yeah maybe suspicions but i don't know I, because I they really did thought... they did reference that in the movie didn't they i think it was marcus um says like like they know that like they're onto us they're onto us like why yeah. else would they give us a car back yeah
1: when they're driving there yeah. yeah he's like oh we just got to play this cool and then they kind of drive past the part with the bodies yeah. and that I just really thought there was going to be, cause, cause ultimately the, the dog gets the scent and then the dog takes them directly to the bodies mm. and then they all kind of react to it. I, I just really thought there was going to be a clever like reveal with Logan where he, he really seemed like a character that was going to turn violent or, or, or Brian was and kind of almost turn and be like, you know, the bodies would have been there displayed or something. And they're like, we, we know what you've done. And then like mm. kind of, Go for them. Whereas in the end, um, when the bodies are discovered, they kind of, you know, we end up having this weird car chase that, that doesn't really, you know, it, there was no need for him to get in the cars because then ultimately it goes back on foot and then they get, they, they kind of get caught. And I kind of thought that side of things was like, you know, it, i i kind of wanted to be a little bit smarter really and give me give me a cool kind of reveal and it Mm. it was just kind of you know it it kind of made sense and it still kind of stuck with like the genuine kind of feel
0: of the movie at that point
1: yeah i definitely agree
0: with you that it could have been something more impressive but Mm. i am glad that it was just like oh the dog found it because that's exactly what would happen you know
1: yeah and like the way they reacted it was almost like they had their suspicions but Mm. the second the bodies were discovered they got distracted and let the two get away yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I kind of like that, but I guess we're kind of like almost going into like the final part. I don't. Sh- shall we just delve into it?
0: Yeah, we may as well because we've talked about everything now. So obviously this is full yeah. spoilers if you yeah. look for Calibre.
1: Um, yeah. So like the the final scenes, they basically get the the two Marcus and Vaughn get taken to a farmhouse, um, and the villagers are basically trying to decide what to do with them. Mm. And I I kind of in I I still enjoyed this part because Logan's almost saying to them. Look, we can't just kill them. It you know, the police will come, people know they're here, you know, it will it will destroy our town and, and that sort of thing, whereas kind of other other people were just like, No, we need to kill them like an eye for an eye. Um and, and that all felt really like um, you know, still still in the right tone and everything, and kinda of like, you know, the, these villages where they kinda they have this mom mentality, but they also don't want to ruin, you know, their their town and, and you know, their livelihoods. Um but then it kind of like takes this weird twist where they kind of go off to discuss off screen, like what they're going to do. And they eventually come up with a plan that um, if if Vaughn shoots Marcus, they'll let Vaughn go. Hmm.
0: Um,
1: and I really don't understand why they would make that decision. Um Vaughn tells the whole story. Vaughn killed a 10-year-old boy. Like, ultimately, like I say, it was a, it was an absolute accident, but ultimately he did. Um, these people w- would not have forgiven him so fast for that. Um, you know, it's, it's a child that's dead and buried because of Vaughn. Hmm. Um, you know, and they, they basically just say to him, well, if you shoot your friend, we'll let you go. I'm like, and then they're like, and, and, and then they say... And and when the police come, you'll tell a story that they'll believe and the police will believe you and the police will go away. So now they're placing all of their trust in Vaughn in Mm. not like cocking this up for them because ultimately they don't want their town to get, you know, um, destroyed by police and bad reputation. So they're they're ultimately relying on Vaughn to keep this covered up for them. Yeah. And it just it felt super like the whole movie just felt felt super bang on what would happen. And never in a million years would I believe that this would genuinely happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that's my, that's my, you know, that, that is my issue with it. that Vaughn ultimately shoots Marcus and then is just set free, gets picked up. And like, I enjoyed the scene where he's kind of like, he's with his child, but still completely traumatized by the events that happened. Mm. I, I enjoyed that, but I just thought, that they almost knew they needed to get Vaughn home traumatized. And then yeah. the reason why he got there, it just completely took away from the, 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 kind of genuine nature of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but that, that kind of did really stick out for me and was, was was a bit of a shame. It's not, it's not as much of a big deal as I've kind of like, you know, explaining it. It seems like I'm really caught up on it. it. It ultimately didn't disappoint me massively, but it, but it was a disappointment.
0: Yeah, because I agree with what you said. Like, I think it is a good point. It just, like you say, I don't think it massively uh, affected me too much. Like, I think it is what you said is true. There, there, there was pretty much two outcomes that this movie could have had. And in mm. the end, it kind of did it like half of one, half of the other. Because yeah. it, was, it was either going to be that they were just going to kill them both and just fingers crossed like they were going to try and cover up the whole thing. You know, an eye for an eye. Um, Or it was going to be a case of, right, we're going to to call the police and make sure these people go to prison. Um, So the idea of them kind of doing the whole, like, um, their own way of justice, dealing with it, like you Mm. say, that makes sense to a point. But obviously, yeah. what you said is so true, that there's so much to, on Vaughn. Like, they really have to just, like... Because he could go along with it to begin with, and then once he's out of the confines of this village and in a completely different location, and he's got a clear head, he could just run through, like, everything that happened. Like, and, oh, and yeah. Sure I mean, he, he, would, provide... he would
1: incriminate himself as well, which is yeah, probably but, what uh, they're hoping again, on. Yeah, but again,
0: like, like, if he was forced to kill someone, and he also accidentally shot someone, and if that can be proven, like he's not as bad as a lot of other people in this movie. Um, No, true. So, so I think that's interesting. What I thought was going to happen in this scene was I thought it was either going to be a, he would pull the trigger and there wouldn't be a bullet in and they were just kind of like trying to prove a point. Um, like to say, like, you know, you're gonna have to go through shooting your friend, but you're not actually going to do it. Or B, he kills his friend, and then they just like call the police anyway, and basically say, like, yeah, he's a madman with a gun with cocaine and he killed three people. Um, yeah. I didn't like say, I didn't like, I yeah. like or, or, thought, or
1: I thought, or I thought he was just gonna get shot. Like, I almost, I almost felt like. Well, as soon like, as he pulled the trigger um,
0: as well, like.
1: Either, either as soon as he pulled the trigger, or there was the scene when his girlfriend comes to pick him up. Yeah. And I just really thought, like, he was going to get picked off in her arms like he almost walked out the hotel and then get shot from afar mm. and then kind of like falls down in front of her and has like the dramatic death i kind of thought something like that like he just seems like he got off scot-free like super easily i mean yeah oh, all right i know he had to kill his friend yeah i but mean it's
0: definitely not he, scot-free it's, it's, it's interesting no, no I but think you know they, what
1: i mean like yeah, he got I think out of they... a scenario he would have never got out of
0: yeah, I think they they wanted to get to that final image of him mm. being completely traumatized with his own child. So he's kind yeah. of seeing it from the other side of like, oh my God, like if anyone did this to my child and like... You can see that that's what he's going through, and he's going to have to carry that with him. Like as he, as he obviously raises a child of his own, like every single day, he's going to think like I pulled the trigger, I killed a child. Like
1: mm. so, I think
0: that is an interesting. That is probably the most interesting ending. It's just the way we got there. Obviously, yeah, it's the only leap of faith in the whole movie, and that is a shame for a movie that stayed so grounded.
1: Yeah, um, definitely.
0: But like I said, I, didn't I enjoyed it ending. when no, and I enjoyed it when like his wife woke up and he was just like sat in the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, like I'm already awake. Not even asleep.
1: She's like you're right. He's like yeah. And i'm like he's not all right like
0: don't leave their child in five years <laughs>
1: yeah and it was it was one hell of a it was one hell of a jack black stare into the camera for like the final scene in <laughs> the movie like i yeah. appreciated it
0: yeah definitely um, it was super creepy but yeah like this movie is interesting because i think on paper i wouldn't have thought that we would have liked a movie like this at all um, mm. and i'm glad that we saw it because like, i think we're both fairly positive on it as well like it's it's an interesting one in regards to when we talk about the end of the year, because I don't really think this is going to be mentioned at all. No, um, I don't think
1: it will either. It, is... it just does everything fine and yeah. was interesting. And because it was set somewhere that we find super interesting, it was mm. elevated for us, I think, is my overall kind of thought on it
0: yeah like it's an overall good movie and like the sum of all of its parts are all good and like i say except for a week ending it's pretty much good in every single aspect um it's just not there isn't there isn't a huge theme like there isn't a standout performance everyone's good um mm. there isn't like a standout moment apart from maybe the, the the kind of the initial moment like everything else about it is just cool um so that aspect of it is weird because i feel like this is probably a fairly positive show to listen to and i do recommend people go check this out on netflix um but i just think when it comes to the end of the year like like a push i could see this maybe getting like right at the bottom of the top 10 but probably not
1: yeah i don't even see that and i, I
0: it's funny because i do feel like
1: we've probably talked more positively about this film mm. than we have some that will finish in a top 10 potentially yeah. um i think it's just that this sparks quite a few interesting conversations and has like you know a lot a lot to unpack because it is something quite different mm. um and we have seen some things that were kind of like you know, even even like The Purge last week, um you can you can pretty much just say it's you know, just like Purge 2 and 3 with with a few little caveats to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: except um, it's the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah, except it's the first one and it for you know, blood, and, and and you give it a few caveats and then pretty mm. much you know the movie to expect. But yeah, you really have to unpack this to kind of delve into why it is interesting and also kind of like you know the the kind of in, interesting parts of it that um definitely sparked more of a conversation than, mm. than my actual probable enjoyment of the movie
0: yeah which is which good is, which show. is weird <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, I think that one of the only movies that it 's even remotely similar to I think that we 've covered that we mentioned earlier is the ritual, yeah, um but I think even that is so different like obviously the where that where that goes obviously I think yeah. that movie like I really like the ritual, but that did go the route that I was afraid this movie would of like it 's really cool it 's really cool it 's tense oh has an absolutely bonker's ending um, yeah whereas i like to say I was expecting this like similar to kill list and there are so many british movies like i could like I mean so many of them i kind crazy.
1: of I, I did kind of want the craziness i'm not gonna lie yeah
0: like i'm i don't know it's difficult i respect that they didn't personally but it's it's an interesting one i think because obviously i think it would have covered up some of the issues we had with the movie but like overall i respect that they kept it grounded at least until that one moment anyway (laughs) i was thinking vampires (laughs) scottish vampires yeah that'd be great
1: we only we only ever saw the townsfolk at night
0: yeah that's true just putting it out there I want to see so, more movies set in this weird village because, like you say, there are some fascinating yeah. characters. I want to see more of Logan. Um, I want to see more kinda, of the two girls. Kind of want to see a vampire movie now. <laughs> I haven't seen one in a while. No, we we
1: we haven't covered any for the show, have we? <sighs> I don't think so. Not definitely not. Like, I mean, the closest would be Raw, I guess. Like, you know, that oh, sort yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, that's kind of
0: borderline. But yeah, hmm. interesting. I don't think there's many like on the upcoming schedule either. Like. Damn it. I'm pretty. There has been an Underworld movie come out since we've done the show, hasn't Correct. it? Correct. I just refused to watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I dug those movies as well. Like on yeah. a tangent, like I really dug the first two or three. Like the first one, I still stand by. I, I really like. Um, and uh, but it got it got to the point that there were just too many. Like this might be the fifth or sixth one.
0: Yeah. And I, I think can, I've uh, definitely yeah.
1: I've definitely not seen two of them at this point.
0: Yeah, I can only remember the first one, and I don't even know if I've seen the rest. But yeah, they, they they're all right. So yeah, that was that was a hell of a tangent, but that was before that, our discussion of Calibre. Yeah. Um,
1: mini, mini review of the Underworld franchise <laughs> as well. Just a little um, bit of hidden Easter egg for, you know, those of you that are still here.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, Calibre is available now on Netflix. Uh, we will take a short break and we'll be right back. So to, to round us off this week, we have slight, something slightly different to talk about. Yeah, let's
1: do it. Let's I
0: mean, talk about books. Yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> I think we've talked about like. Let's talk one. about
1: books, kinda.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, there's a certain type of book. It still counts. <laughs> yeah. it still counts. Um, yeah, audiobooks. Um, yeah, we've both been listening to quite a few recently. I know you've listened to more than I have. um
1: Yeah, I suddenly just realised that I had this, you know time when i was driving that i wanted to fill with something and i have all these books that i have sat there that i want to absorb and why not why not try this audiobook thing
0: yeah Um, i think i had a similar thing where it's like a lot of the time i listen to podcasts and a lot of my current podcasts i just don't really enjoy anymore so i was like (laughs) i wanted to stop listening to a vast majority of them except for maybe one or two only we Um, could listen to super horror bros i mean i've listened to some of our shows they're really good so (laughs) um But yeah, uh, so yeah, audiobooks is clearly filling that gap. And like I say, I think we both have so many different horror books that we've wanted to read. Mm. Um, A few years ago, I I was really good, like reading quite a few where I got through like a few Joe Hill books and that. But then I had a really bad habit of, like, starting books and, and even buying them and just never getting around to them. Yeah. Um, like, I bought the It book prior to the movie coming out because I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm going to read the book. I'm going to watch the Good original luck, adaptation, and then I'm going to watch the new film. And then I got that book, and it's, like, a giant book. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So audiobooks are great for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely fantastic. Um yeah, there's a there's a there was a couple that I wanted to touch on. Um one that you kind of mentioned a little bit there, Joe Hill. Um mm. it's a book that you recommended to me when you were kind of getting a few things read and yeah. I started to read it and really enjoyed it, but then kind of just ultimately just can't find the time to read. I always associate reading with like, you know, just before you go to bed and I'm normally just passing out at this point in my life. Yeah. Um so yeah, I kind of finally checked out Nosferatu. Uh this um, uh, you know, book, if you've not heard of it, Nosferatu is not the spelling of the vampire. It's a number yeah. plate, so it's N-O-S-4-R-2. Uh,
0: the worst thing about this book is the title. I wish yeah. it had a different title because everything else yeah. about the book is perfect. You I wish almost it was just called Christmas Land. Yeah, Welcome to Christmas
1: Land. Like, Incident <laughs> in the Christmas Land. Like, you know... Um, Uh, but yeah this book was fantastic it's um the first joe hill book i've ever read um obviously he hasn't got that too many out right now yeah but it's one of the the best and most mature kind of written books i've ever read like his use of language and the way he describes things it um it brought the um you know the audio book kind of or brought brought the the words kind of you know just into my mind and, and really you know kind of I was in every scene. I thought it was fantastic. Um, the actual reading itself, as well, was fantastic. Um,
0: can, it, what, what was the actress's name? Uh, Kate Mulgrew.
1: Yeah, Kate Mulgrew, who read it. It did a phenomenal job. I thought all of her voices was fantastic. I really loved um, it. If you if you don't know the book, it's um centers around a character called uh, Vic McQueen. Um, she kind of has this gift where she can um travel in her mind but but physically goes to that location um to basically um help people in in need kind of she originally discovers it when her mum loses a a keep a a sentimental piece of jewelry and she manages to kind of take herself to where her mum lost it and retrieves it for her um and she's our kind of main main character and the the whole crux of the book is kind of um There's a killer called Charlie Manx who is a child kind of – he captures childs and takes them to his – basically a place that he calls Christmas Land uh, and kind of – it's Vic ultimately coming toe-to-toe with with, um, Manx Um, and – I, I really just thought it was phenomenal to start to finish, and something that kind of, you know, as already kind of mentioned, you know, with Vic's gift, it's very supernatural and very out there the concepts. And as the book kind of got to its ending, I thought to myself, can you really realise what you've set up? Like when you actually give me this final moment, will it will it pay off? And it absolutely did. And yeah, I would I would love to see an ab- adaptation of this on the screen in somehow, but I. I really wonder how they could actually pull it off. It was mm-hmm. a fantastic read.
0: Well, yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah. I love that book so much. Like it, I think it's my favorite book I've ever read. I think that he it's I've, up there for me. Yeah. yeah, I've read a, a few like three or four of his books um, and they're all fantastic, but that was the standout. Like I loved everything about that book it's, and I, I want to check out the audiobook book now. Cause obviously having read it, before, oh, it's I think fantastic. it be a, a cool, like different experience as well. Um, and so yeah that that's a, that's such a good book um obviously i've been like mentioned the it book a few times and wanting to read it like obviously i, l- I love the story of it so much and i i want to read more stephen king books as well it's just difficult because mm. they're so massive and there's so many yeah. as well like i'm already like oh, i want to read carrie and the shining and all mm. the different ones of obviously movies that i really enjoy um mm so yeah going into it like the audiobook is massive i think it's like 45 hours um, yeah
1: whereas like um nosferatu is about 18 which seems to be yeah. like 12 to 18 seems to be like you know a normal size book yeah but yeah it
0: yeah, is I think, not i think nosferatu is what, like his biggest novel for Joe Hill. right um but, yeah, so I, I think I'm about 12 or t- 10 hours into it now. So, obviously, I'm I'm slowly getting, like, some actual story. Like, not a huge amount has happened. Um, <laughs> obviously, it, it, it follows the kind of, if you've seen, like, the original adaptation of it, where, obviously, you get, like, the Georgie scene to begin with, and then it jumps forward to them being adults, where they're obviously, like, discovering that, that it is back um and kind of ringing up all the losers club and being like you need to come back to fight this thing um and then you kind of get the flashbacks of them as children Um, yeah so i'm kind of getting like the early scenes now with ben getting bullied by henry bowie jesus christ that's 12 hours in yeah like i've seen i think pennywise has been in it like three times um (laughs) like like really hasn't been in it um one of the early scenes as well which goes on for like an hour is it's it's set when Pennywise comes back, so it's something that I think is going to be in it chapter two because I believe they've cast these characters. But it was something that wasn't touched upon at all in the original adaptation, so I don't really know about it. Where there was these two, it was a gay couple living in Derry, and. Um, they're experiencing a lot of like homophobia in the town and it really goes into that like in the time and the place for a gay couple um Mm. and then it ends up with one of them they get they get kind of like uh grabbed by this gang and one of them gets thrown over a bridge and um then like that's what they assume is all that happened but then it finds out that he was found dead and so like there's the it's basically the police is interviewing the the partner of the person who got killed and then also like the gang um and they like they have different stories about what happened and it's involving like like pennywise and they're saying like we saw a clown down there he was the one that did it but then they all just think it was like them that done it so like that goes on for ages (laughs) um that was interesting because it was a story that i just didn't know about at all obviously because i haven't seen it adapted yet and i i'm pretty sure i looked it up that they have cast those two characters so i'm gonna be interested to see that in obviously chapter two um Mm. but yeah like i just Just love yeah that's like great. The, like the characters are so great. Obviously, like Ben, Bill, like Stanley and stuff. Like, like I, I just love. I really like the both adaptations of them. Obviously, young and older. Um, it was weird because obviously the the original adaptation was my main introduction to it, and mm-hmm. I always just thought that I didn't like them as adults because I really didn't like them as adults in that film. Yeah, um, I just thought the casting was really bad in the original. It like the kids I think are great, but I think the adults. I think the Bill I think is good. Bill,
1: Bill's. Um, I was gonna say Bill's probably the most frustrating one for me
0: oh yeah no it's not Bill Who who's the one who rings them all up I should know this because I'm literally reading it but it's the guy who's yeah. the one who stayed behind um yeah is it is it ben because he's obviously like skinny when he's older but i can't remember yeah I think it might ben, be
1: ben ben was the best one i thought in the adaptation in adult form
0: yes yeah, whoever is and like Bill actually was the, the only annoying. character who stayed in Derry essentially like i remember yeah. thinking oh he's good but everyone else like i didn't like at all um and mm. i just assumed that i didn't like him as adults but it wasn't that at all like i love no. the book i think it's really cool and obviously um we'll, we'll talk about it on a later date the casting but i think they've nailed it so far um mm. and like i say i'm 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 buzzing to get through this to kind of i'm going to finish like listening to this then i'm going to watch the new movie again and hopefully i'll be getting close to the new release even though it's miles away because <laughs> i really can't <laughs> wait for chapter two um but yeah it's a cool it's it's really cool like i'm glad i'm finally checking it out definitely man definitely man it's
1: cool um yeah and th- i know we're going a bit long but there's there's one more thing i definitely want to touch on and that's that mm. finally uh we're giving our boy tan uh a little bit of love uh i'm currently halfway through the listening to the damned nice um how long is that one? so yeah uh that's um i think it's about 13 hours okay. um yeah so i'm kind of yeah i think i've got about seven hours left i think i've listened maybe about maybe it's about 15 uh mm-hmm. but yeah um but it's um it's a it's kind of like you know we've we've obviously spoken about um and in case you guys haven't heard before tan richardson's the damned um he's you know a friend of the show he donated his, a couple of his books for a very early episode i can't remember how far back it would be now but a yeah. long a long while ago um i originally kind of read a few chapters and enjoyed what i read but but just ultimately as i said don't have the time to read um so kind of was glad to pick up this audiobook um and really, it's a, it's, a, it's a really kind of interesting concept that I didn't fully grasp in the few chapters that I read. Um, yeah, what's what the has, setup
0: of this? Because I remember thinking it, it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, it has it has a lot of Da Vinci Code vibes Um oh, nice. kind of like um, and angels and demons. It it centered a lot around the church. Um, and basically, um, and the, the introduction of the book is, um, the war and kind of the British, um, in France trying to, um,
0: is this World war make,
1: One? yeah, make ground, um, on, um, the, the Germans. Um, and basically the German trenches suddenly getting attacked and then just absolutely mutilated and killed. Um, we, and, and that's kind of, you know, pretty much as far as I got and I got introduced to a little bit of the church and stuff, but, um basically um the the crux of the 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 book is about um the church and this kind of almost like these assassins that work for the church called inquisitors and they basically do the church's dirty work and basically in this world um there are witches and um demons and werewolves that are um attacking people and some of them have have basically being created because of the church's activities. So now the church is trying to keep them a secret and also kind of combat them. Mm. So they have these kind of hit men that are like they're priests, but they're not like that. They're called inquisitors and they're basically these men that are just like fighting these demons and have become like, they basically uh, – it's very well written that they basically be- end up ultimately becoming demons themselves or get killed because they just see hell so much that they basically eventually become it. Right. Um, and we we're introduced to a character called Tasset who um, – the the story jumps around time quite a bit. Um, so it jumps between characters, but it also each chapter jumps in time kind of backwards and forwards. And it is a little bit jarring listening to that as an audiobook. A couple of times I've had to rewind. Obviously, as you are reading a book, you can kind of pause and be like, oh, okay, right. We're now back at this time or we're now yeah. here. But when you're listening to the flow of someone reading, you can't do that. And so I did oh, find I that the a little exact bit same tricky.
0: problem with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Um, but we basically get, like, the story of Tacit becoming a, an Inquisitor as he is now um, doing his main investigation of this priest that's been killed by seemingly a werewolf. And as these British soldiers are discovering the German camps that also seem like they've been attacked by werewolves and kind of learning about Tacit and kind of his how he became an Inquisitor and then this story... Um, it's, it's got me really interested and kind of, um, you know, I'm really I'm really looking forward to see how it all goes together. Kind of the two, I'm not, like I said, I'm about halfway through, the two have started to clash, like the two stories have started to rub together. And there's kind of this overall kind of um, uh, some of the Vatican and kind of some of the the priests have arranged like this um uh peace uh pray pray, like this massive mass for peace that's kind of all come into a head in the next couple of like days in the book and i feel like shit's gonna go down there like i'm i'm really interested to see how that goes and yeah it's 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 definitely got me gripped i'm i'm hoping you know i've got through the first half pretty quick because i just kind of keep listening to it every second i get so i feel like you know it'll be done in the next couple of weeks and yeah i can't wait
0: yeah that sounds stuff. really cool like uh, i i'm intrigued to know what you think when you finish it because if it if it sounds as good as what it sounds right now then this might be the next one i listen to after it <laughs> yeah it
1: definitely. sounds really
0: cool definitely um, so yeah that was a nice little change of pace we usually don't talk about that sort of thing but uh, it's kind of interesting that we're both got into audiobooks at the same time so <laughs> hopefully this will be like a running thing now if we just imagine we just start getting through these books really quickly <laughs>
1: Um, i mean 45 hours of it man good luck
0: yeah (laughs) i'm gonna make it i'm gonna see it through yeah
1: you'll be doing like five a week if you can get through that one
0: quick yeah i was gonna say i've done quite well but that was about a week and a half so yeah, yeah pretty good um But, yeah, that was episode 102 where we talked about Calibre. Um, We don't know what we're doing for next week's show so far, so if you have any recommendations, um, anything new that you've watched that is good, let us know. Find us an anthology
1: movie, guys. Yes, find us. Or or a vampire movie.
0: Yeah, if you can find either of those that was released in 2018, which sounds good, let us know. (laughs) Um, Or that you've seen and you think is good. Um, Yeah, let us know on Twitter at SHBpod, as always. so yeah, if not, otherwise, we have a huge backlog. like There's so many different ones from the start of the year. I remember Mum and Dad was one off the top of my head that we both wanted to check out mm. um, that we didn't get round to, so it might be that. Who knows? Love a bit of Nick Cage. <laughs> get us ready for Mandy. Um, but yeah, that was this week's show. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone.
0: I love me now.